Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. I am very, very excited. It's a Tuesday. It's Man, it's been hot here today in South Florida. It's always hot in South Florida, but it seems to be just extra hot. I don't know. And I know from talking to all of my friends, it seems like no matter who I talk to anywhere in the world, it's hot. So I hope everybody's staying cool and keeping hydrated and all of that fun stuff. Um, oh, man. Uh, I don't know. It's crazy time. Crazy time. And speaking of hot, we've got a very, very two hot filmmakers. They've got a brand new, very cool hot movie that um, I really enjoyed called How Dark They Pray. It dropped September 15th. It's a horror movie. And our guests today are Mr. Uh, Am- Adam Ambrosio and Jameson M. Locasio. Um, I'd like to welcome them. Gentlemen, how are you? We're good. We're doing good. Doing good. Happy to be on again with you yeah. to talk about another film. Yeah. And uh, likewise, it is hot and humid here in Jersey. Yeah. And uh, pretty yeah. muggy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, everything's fixed to you. So uh, we're doing all right. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It was so weird. I was talking to a friend of mine in uh, L.A. this morning. And, um, yeah, he was saying that. I'm like, usually L.A., a couple – and I lived out on the West Coast, and it'll get, it would get hot every summer for a couple of days. It was like kind of a, okay, we got to deal with this for a couple of days. It's not a big deal. But it was never humid hot, and it, and it didn't last a long time. The crazy part is everybody – no, it's been a while since I've been to California, or lived out there, I should say. Um, but everybody – a lot of people didn't have AC because they didn't need it. And, um, man, they need it now. Whoa. 109 degrees and stuff? That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Uh, yeah, I know. It, we're we're all looking for rain. So we're I'm yeah. telling, or just something to cool this thing. Huh? Cool breeze. Yeah, yeah at least. Jeez. I have turned into my father. It's the weirdest thing. During the pandemic, I started gardening. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of my little hobbies and, and Oh, boy, man, I am into it. It, it. You go in our backyard, it looks like Disney's Ride the Land. Um, I've got stuff yeah. growing out of tubes, all kinds of stuff happening. Um, yeah. But now I, I if, if it's remotely cloudy, I'm like, oh, come on. I'm praying for rain like an Indian uh, farmer, you know. I mean, I want it to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I never thought I'd be excited about rain. I'm excited now about it. Right. It's crazy. So this is a cool film. This is an, 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 an anthology. I'll learn how to talk one of these days. Um, this is very, very cool. And I don't want to give anything away, but we've got, uh, you know, Alien uh, Investigation, World War II. Um, then there's, you know, occult stuff and kidnapping and torture. And that's just from the uh, description I've been reading, folks, on IMDb. Um <laughs> It kind of goes over it. 
kind of goes over it. How did you guys come up with this idea? Did you just have a, a, several stories and you said, we need or some shorts even made already? And you decided to make this into one feature? How did it come about? Yeah, so um, basically we had a series, we had a number of stories. We, we had just released No Fear, uh, which you were real nice bringing us on to talk about. And we uh, were working on a number of small, you know, short horror stories. And I think really the way that it began was, Adam had thought of the idea for this short film, Blood Beach, and years prior he had thought of the concept for the World War II film, and, um, but it was in a different form. So we kind of repurposed mm. them and put them into, you know, what became World War II instead of modern day, but it was the same concept. And then uh, I had sort of, you know, thought after seeing a lot of, like the whole entire series of Project Blue Book, you know, I think Aliens was, was oh, yeah. something that was interesting. So we, we've never really done aliens before, and it's a, it's a complicated thing to really sort of um, go into. Go into. So it was an exciting thing for us too. Um, and then we had the final story that was actually given to us by uh, <laughs> my father, uh, which was oh. a great idea. It was something we wanted to do because it just seemed crazy, you know, do it sort of in an Evil Dead way and make it funny, unlike the other ones. And that's kind of how we uh, how it came together. Yeah. As Jameson said, we we had a couple of them, the uh, the World War Two and uh, Blood Beach already, and I think uh, we were just going through horror movies. Uh, we're always watching them and you know trying to figure out new ones that we haven't seen. And I guess the theme out of all of them were anthologies. Uh, Project uh, Blue Book was you know for the aliens, and then the Jameson was watching uh, uh, the Twilight Zone yeah. and some other things. Mm. Uh, we watched uh, Body Bags again. Um, yeah. You know, some other anthologies, uh, VHSs and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we we just got into it, and then, you know, we found a purpose for all these uh, stories that were more of full features at the time. And then we, as Jameson said, we kind of, we worked them into uh, kind of shorts. And uh, we went with it. And then, yeah, Nelly, the last one, was really the most uh, newest edition and it was uh, it was something different, and we've heard from other people as well that you know it's a good uh, uh, palate cleanser, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know it leaves you with a good you know with you know with a good outro, and yeah, as it, it's a little bit of Evil Dead with Psycho, and uh, it was all the you know kind of stuff we wanted to touch up on without you know really going into the full blown production of like fifteen different cast and crew and money oh yeah money going out the door exactly. and so yeah we we were happy with our other short films you know and we, we liked the way it worked out because it was you know we didn't have to break our backs or you know pull our hair out and so we we worked it into uh you know these small little projects that we would do once every month you know each one took about yeah. a day shot a day shoot yeah you know we did one every month you know really focusing on each one and just, you know, hashing them out and, you know, producing them. Nice, nice. Well, I have always had in my heart a, a, a love of the horror anthology um, since I was a kid, uh, which was a million years ago. Yes, folks, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was a long time. I lived in bedrock with the Flintstones. Uh, it seems like it. It seems like it. Um, but, no, it was, we used to love to go. Um, it was great because... It, we would go to the drive-in, actually, and um, 
you know, the creep shows were out and, um, you know, Stephen right. King and all that kind of stuff. And we loved it. We loved it. It was, it almost felt like you were getting uh, several movies for your, your, your ticket price. You know, um, we were pulling right. one yeah. over yeah. on Hollywood, you know, it was fantastic. Yeah. And um, that, I, I, you know, it continued into the, the movie rental era uh, for me and my friends, at least, um, you know, we, you no, know, what are we going to watch tonight? We'd all hang out and play Dungeons and Dragons at somebody's house or something on a Friday. And that would usually last an hour or two. And then we were into, uh, well, let's watch the movies and eat some pizza. And um, the anthologies just were great because, again, you were getting a lot of product for your, you know, bang for your buck. And um, then they, they kind of fell out of fashion a little bit, you know. I remember, I tell you, you guys mentioned the Project Blue Book. I remember watching the original. Uh, Project Blue Book had to be in the 70s. I was a little kid, you know, and I think I was in like grade one or something. And every Sunday, it was on Sunday night, and me and my father would watch that. And then they redid it, and we were watching, me and my wife were watching it, and I guess there was like a writer's strike or something happened, and it had this great cliffhanger ending, and that was the end of the series. And we're like, come on, (laughs) are you kidding me? Yeah. We were upset about that too. <laughs> I'm telling you, we it was like watching, you know, uh, the two towers or something, and then like, eh, no return of the yeah, king. Sorry, guys. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, Come on, come on. Um, oh man, but uh, craziness, craziness, and it's it's weird now too. I tell you, speaking of alien stuff, because. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's just been so much stuff that, that people are like, eh, you know, yeah, there probably is. And, you know, we don't care. We, What are the Kardashians doing this week, you know, or what's going on in politics <laughs> right. or something, you know? Right. The Navy's yeah. releasing all this footage and the government's like, yeah, we don't know what it is. It's weird, huh? And you're like, yeah, come on, man. Are you kidding me? Um. Yeah, that's how I would think it. alien stuff would be real hot right now, but it's weird. It's weird. What do you? Let me ask you this, guys. So you guys have made this as a court. What is your opinion? Do you do you think there might be something to all this alien stuff, or do you think it's uh, maybe just um, fanciful thinking by a lot of people, or people are seeing what um, they want to see? I well, I'll answer for myself a little. Let Adam, but yeah, I definitely believe there are things out there. I mean, people. A lot of people want to call you crazy for that, but at the end of the day, we just don't know what's out there, and I think no one actually knows. Um, so it's not that crazy. <laughs> really think that. Right. Uh, how about you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, especially with now, uh, I, 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 I do. I mean, if you look at what we're seeing with the, the new James Webb telescope, I mean, we're figuring out things that we didn't know and, you know, we're actually being probably proven wrong on a lot of things, you know, we saw were true. Yeah. And uh, I would say, you know, if if it is vast and infinite or there is a limit, I mean, you know, his, you know, I I think nature or whatever would have to repeat itself somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I I don't think it's, uh, we're, you know, special. Yeah. We're not special. Let's just say that. That's what you said. We're not that special. I'd like to think that. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't say there isn't, right? Right, exactly. So how is that so crazy? Absolutely. Right? Think it's crazy. Yeah. But somewhere, somewhere deep, you know, some philosopher will 
will yeah. say something. I think it's crazy it. to say that there's nothing and be so determined about it, except yeah. us, right? Oh, but how yeah. much scarier would it be if there was nothing? Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know? we, we talk about this stuff. I mean, we go back and we'll we, go we talk about this all, all the time. So, you know, and I, I'm, I'm sure there's a great too. quote. There's a great quote by, um, um, oh, the guy who wrote 2001, Arthur C. Clarke, and uh, and I'm paraphrasing it because I'll get it wrong, uh, I'm sure. Uh, the new, but the nuance of it was um, there's two options. Either we're alone in the universe or we're not, and both are equally terrifying, <laughs> you know? Right. And I always thought that was a great quote. Um, yeah, you know, I tell you, as far as conspiracy, like, like stuff like that, I used to be very skeptical of that kind of stuff. Um, when I, you know, I'm like, eh, I've been to the DMV. How the, or- the government can't organize anything. You know, are you kidding me? They're going to organize the big secret. Give me a break. And then, um, you know, Snowden happened and all of that. And I'm like, because I used to feel the same way about, like, the government listening in on people and reading it. Turns out they do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel bad who's ever listening to my phone conversations or reading my emails. That's got to be the most boring job in the world. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. geez. Yeah. Um, I know who's ever reading my emails or wishing something would happen. Oh, my God, please. This is so boring. Are you yeah, kidding me? Like be a spy or something, right? Yeah, exactly. He's fighting with some guy online again about Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Great, oh, yeah. Jamie. Come on. It's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, like I said, I feel bad <laughs> for anybody who has to do that. And there probably is some guy, you know, or gal. It's, it's, that's, they've messed up somewhere. They've made somebody mad, and that's their punishment. Reading my email. Uh, yeah, probably. Pretty dull. <laughs> now you guys this is a cool film now i love how you know you said you were working on this um because that's the crux of a lot of independent film is money financing backing um and you guys kind of broke this down in an interesting way both time and money wise where you were able to keep a handle on that that's pretty cool that's smart you know yeah, and I think it was really because how we scheduled uh, all the, the shorts, it was that, you know, we took the time, we really took the month to, to produce it, pre-production, post-production. Yeah. And then we would give ourselves some time, uh, like maybe a few weeks, maybe another month, before we would even go into the next one. Yeah. And it was like almost like starting fresh in each one. Exactly. And uh, it, it really worked out for us. It was a new... Uh, or whatever system we wanted to, you know, try. Yeah. Because, it, you know, we, we, we really wanted to hone in on doing everything ourselves. And that, and, you know, everything was done. You know, it was only a three-person crew, you know, in, you know, in-house, you uh, know, you know, pre-production, post-production, editing, music. Everything. And, yeah, Adam does the music. And so, uh, yeah, we, we literally took on a lot of hats. Yeah, and, and um, you know, and Adam's right. It's it's basically just that. I think it was so well done. I mean, Adam's a great producer, and but also it was great because for me as a director, I like to really get, you know, into the world of each one of these things. I mean, Adam directed, and I, I should say I should preface this by saying that Adam directed his first film, 
which is Encounter Nightly, which he's did an excellent job with, mm-hmm. and I actually flipped to being the producer on that. So we should definitely um, – I mean, I think he did an excellent job. I'm very proud of him doing that because um, it was really under a little bit of um, – it was under a little bit of pressure because it's part of this entire package, so to speak, you know. I mean, he did a great job. But for me, separately as a director, it was nice to be able to work that way because I like to get as much in the world of what we're working on and really become – you know, part of that world and sort of live in that world for a little while and understand it. Cause I think that's um, when you are able to play around in it the best, you're able to get a, a feeling across to the audience the right way. Um, and hopefully you've thought out everything, but sort of becoming, you know, like you're obviously a Lord of the Rings fan, uh, you know, like the way I'd want to enjoy and watch Lord of the Rings, you know, the movies by Peter Jackson, the original three. Um, yeah, I would, you know, become obsessed with hopefully the movie I'm working on just to the same degree as the things that I love. So it was a great way to work. And um, we really only, nice. the only thing we kind of did like before was we kind of got the World War II costumes prior, Yeah. you know, because they had to come from, you know, UK, from this place, from that place. But otherwise, we really just stayed focused on each one individually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very, very cool. And a smart way to work. A very smart way to work. Because a lot of people, I think, and again, I'm no expert on this. I've never made a movie, you know. Um, I just, I, doing the show and knowing people and whatnot who um, uh, are in your guys' business, I think a lot, the mistake a lot of people I see make is they get very excited, which is nothing wrong with that. But they, um, you know, they, they, they try to put everything at once. Okay, we got to film 15 days in a row here. We've got to do this. We've got to secure locate, you know. And all of a sudden, there, you know, the meter's running, baby, and 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 money's just, you know, the bills are stacking up on that. Um, and they get into problems, and they film about two days, and then they, uh, you know, have to go on a break till they raise some more money. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, actors find other gigs, and you know, it just becomes a big. Uh, uh, logistical nightmare. Um, and you guys avoided that, which I think is very, very cool. Uh, well, yeah. well, I mean, we, we, you know, we, we've learned from our mistakes, you know, we, you know, we've been working together for over 10 years and, you know, we, you know, there's been times where, you know, you have big production and, uh, you know, it's, it's just chaotic and it, it, it produces mm. more stress than, you know, uh, than, um, you know, coming up with the, or the assumption of the easy uh, of the budget being so big that you could have a cushion with it. It actually, it's not. Right. It's, it's a not a cushion. It's, it's behind underneath that money is like spikes. Yeah. It's, there's not, you know, <laughs> so that so that's the problem. There's never a cushion. Is that the more money, the more problems, really? Yeah. Um. And yeah, we we learned you know from our mistakes, and you know that we feel like that's the best way to do it. You know, uh, we kind of said, you know what, let's, you know, let's kind of, you know, be uh, somewhat self-sufficient. Let's try to, it's going to be harder to make a movie with the budget and, you know, the lack of crew or whatever. But it's going to be a challenge that once you finish, once you conquered, you're going to feel that much better because you did it with something on your back. And imagine if you didn't have that, you know, that, that uh, liability or whatever on your back. You know, you could do it with ease. So we're always trying to train ourselves. We're always trying to, you know, put a challenge to our, you know, smart yeah, and do our better, be sharper. Yeah, you know, just really more. just you know, cutting our teeth with whatever we could, you know, do. Do more with less. 
Yeah. That's you really have blessed. Yeah. yeah. It's really the motto at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've done. We've done. I mean, it, there's a great Einstein quote that it, you know, it takes a little bit of a level of genius. Not to say that we're geniuses, but it takes a little bit of a level of genius to not go bigger, but to go smaller. Um, and again, I'm right. paraphrasing that as well. Um, but it's true because if you can look at what you don't need, I mean, you start to realize, um, wow, we can get away with this. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly how we approached it. And it's it's so true. No matter what you're doing, you know, for those for those in the creative business out there, you know, you're you're creating content, whatever it is, you know, you're a baker, a filmmaker, um, a painter, whatever the case may be. Um, I tell you, it's a real drag when that phone starts ringing and it's investors or clients and and they're like, you know, pushing you. Yeah, and uh, people not in the creative field may think, oh, we're putting a little fire under their tail, you know, and getting things done, you know, let's let's go. It, it, it can almost really be an anchor on your creativity. You know, you're just like, oh, oh, you know, it, it has the opposite effect, at least with me it does in my experience. Um, you know, I, I like to get things done and go, 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 but um, you got to be smart about it too. Um, and you guys definitely were. That's very, very cool. I hope uh, filmmakers that are listening to this, um, you know, write that down. Take some notes on that, man. That's a good way to do it. Uh, You avoid a lot of the pitfalls that people get into. And um, brilliant, brilliant. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S 
www.earthtreasures.com. Earth's Treasures Brought to Light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. So you guys got this done, it, and it sounds like filming wasn't bad and whatnot. Then comes the editing. The editing part, that fun part of the business. Was that a long project, or were you doing that as you went along? Um, I think we didn't even want to open. I, I think I'm pretty sure my thought process, and I, correct me if I'm remembering this wrong, Adam, but I didn't really want to open the edit until we had shot them all. Mm -hmm. um, and I oh, think, okay. again, it has that feeling of wanting to really live in the world of what you're working on and not become consumed with, oh, man, that shot and this one didn't work. I, I have to cut this, 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 and this for that when I'm supposed to be thinking about being in World War II. Um, so we really... Yeah. Waited, you know. Yeah, I think if only the only thing we saw was a daily, like eight saw daily dailies, maybe a couple of them, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we shoot with Lutz, which is also, I mean, I I was the cinematographer on this one because um, we had kind of been building for that for the last couple of years and working with plenty of DPs mm. and realizing, you know, we could shoot these things ourselves. Like, let's not go there. And I bet I could do it real fast, and I, and we did. I mean, there's no problem with a bunch of little panel lights, like you know, no no sweat. Um, so once you get the camera settings down, it's not as complicated as people think. Um, so, yeah, we shoot with LUTs, which makes it easier so you can see what you're getting. It's just basically a color profile that's right in camera. Um, so we've, you know, made mm. a mistake before shooting really flat and then, like, trying to pretend you realize what the color might be later, which no one can do that. I mean, that's a, sort of a joke in itself. But so, we, you know, we kind of see what we're getting as we're going, and then we can tweak from there. Um, and those things also just save time. So when we came to editing, um, we did each short as its own piece. Mm -hmm. Then we brought them together, uh, and, you know, we saw how they connected, and, and um, we then kind of just adjusted some things from there. And then we did go out and shoot actually a, a fifth piece, which is kind of not really – it's just a it's part of a story. It's an introduction, yeah. And that was really done last. And it's funny because really just Adam and I did that ourselves. Um, and uh, in one, you know, a couple hours, mm -hmm. you know, three or four hours, and, you know, real easy. We didn't even nice. use lights on that, you know. So that's kind of how we actually put together the whole thing. Yeah. That's cool. That is very cool. Well, you know, and it's it's done, and then you guys uh, start editing. Now, um, now, are you guys at the point now where you're shopping this out to um, uh, festivals or whatnot? I mean, it's going to be dropping here in a couple of weeks. Um, so, obviously, did you guys self-distribute? How did this all come about? Yeah, so we've worked with uh, tons of distributors and over the years and, you know, some, you know, good experiences, bad experiences, whatever you want to say. But mm -hmm. um, 
the truth is we learned a lot along the way, and there's a lot of great self-distribution uh, options that become, nice. you know, really a, a model for success nowadays. And there's really no difference between, you know, Joe Schmo having the rights or the 50% of your movie and you having it and doing it. So we kind of realized that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so now we're actually directly in business with Amazon, and we're directly nice. in business. With, yeah, which is awesome. It's really awesome. And we're directly in business with Watch Movies Now, which is an international platform that also they kind of expand. They do foreign as well. Um, so it's going to go all over the place, and we realized that that was real valuable to us last time because there was an entire international community who really yeah. loved No Fear. I mean, we have more uh, Indian India. whatever. <laughs> India, India. They, they, they went crazy for it. We have more. Uh, was, but they liked it. Yeah, we have more um, technical psychological yeah, breakdowns wrong with that. of No Fear than we have of any movie we've ever made, uh, which is awesome. So we're doing the same model with that. And then also we partnered with Film Hub to uh, – you know, distribute the movie onto platforms that indie filmmakers can't get on directly. You know, they call them an aggregator. It's like a, it's a bit of a middleman, but they're a nice one because they, they really work with you and they don't, <laughs> they don't, um, they don't do what distributors do, which is, Hey, this is our game. So they let us be like, no, mm-hmm. this is, this is our game. We're doing the promotion. I mean, we've been a, we've been a marketing, um, We've been sort of a marketing force for a long time now at this point. We market our own products, but also for clients and, uh, and other things. So it's not too difficult for us to build a marketing and deliver, you know, a product. We've been doing that really for years with our movies um, to great success. Um, no, that's so, fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's the model. I love it. I love it. I, you know, I discovered this back in the day in, in my business, the art world. Um, you know, at the time... There was, um, when the internet was really getting going, uh, it, believe it or not, it, was, it wasn't always an internet that could happen and, uh, that everybody could use, um, youngsters listening to the show. But, uh, you know, when it was getting going, one of the things I, I realized is I'm like, I can sell directly to the end user, to the person who wants to hang this on the wall. I, exactly. I get on, out from under the gallery thumb, you know? And I'm not saying all galleries are bad or whatnot, but, you know, when you're cutting up pieces of the pie, the bigger your piece, the better it is. You know, let, let's be honest with, with, you know, with that. And, you know, galleries, what I found is back in the day, and again, this is my world, um, galleries were the ones who had all the clients. They're, they worked real hard to amass a people that wanted to buy art. And... Um, so, you know, you'd get in with a gallery, they'd do a show, they'd promote you. You know, you'd sell stuff, and uh, they kept their part, which I think a lot of people would be surprised on what a lot of galleries get as far as their piece of the pie. Um, and, you know, it was just how it was done. Uh, with the Internet and things, even places like eBay and whatnot, all of a sudden I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to cut up that pie, you know. I could spend more time working or, or finding clients directly. And um, it was just better all the way around. Now, I today will work with certain galleries, absolutely, uh, especially market-driven, a particular market. You know, a, a gallery has access to a bunch of people in a particular market that I don't have. I'll definitely work with them. It's worth it to me because I know I'll get it, – it'll come back around and whatnot, and I'll get more business. You know, nobody – 
art's weird. It's like tattoos or going to the bar. Nobody goes to the bar and gets one drink. Uh, they usually get several. And uh, so it works out. But I love how you guys, de- uh, what, what do they call it? DIY, DIY, do it yourself. Yeah, DIY it and, and self-market and distribute. Brilliant. Brilliant. I hope, again, that inspires people. Um, no, I'm not putting any distribution companies down or anything like that, but it's always nice, no matter what business you're in, is to have options. And I think, and you guys are proof of that, you know, proof. Well, thank yeah, very, thanks very a lot. Cool. And, and yeah, and coming from like, uh, you know, the business side of things, you always want to have those avenues to go down, you know, because really, you know, from the business side of uh, of this industry or whatever, you're trying to also build relationships. You're trying to build connections, and uh, and sometimes you know if, if, if it's a good relationship, then you know you could expect you know years down the line, you know you you, you could you know access that you know that avenue, and that's what you mm-hmm. want. You want to you want to keep your options open, and uh, it's better to say it's better to have the choice to not do it than you know to not even know that it's there. Yeah. You know, and and really I think, you know, as you know, the years go on for the independent filmmaker, I think it's going to be tougher to make films. I honestly do. And uh mm. do I do I think they're going to, you know, it's going to be completely fair for them? Uh no. Um so that's why you know, we've always encouraged people to try to do it yourself, you know, it, it might be uh intensive or whatever. But, you know, it's it's a skill that you would need, at least from the business aspect of it. And also, uh, you build relationships, and you, that's what you really want to do. Yeah, and I'll, I mean, I'll say this, too. Um, I think Adam was really, uh, for us, of us putting together a YouTube channel um, because we mm. had been talking about what can we do, you know, to sort of make a brand. But we weren't even thinking about it as a brand, just having, like, you know, more than – 25 people see a movie, you know, uh, right. you know, a $60, a $60 festival fee. I mean, does not compare no matter what festival you're getting into to 60 bucks in YouTube advertising. I mean, it's a joke almost when you compare the two of them, you can have thousands of people see it. Um, so mm. we really built a brand and I think that was really off of Adam's initial idea. But when, when we started seeing, you know, how these, how these just short films we were making or pieces we were making, you know, that became, hey, let's advertise that way. Hey, let's do this. Um, and so this movie will benefit greatly from that, but it's kind of like the culmination of all that knowledge of, you know, let's make an exciting horror piece that's accessible, you know, promote it through this way, but approach it with the same, approach it with love and with care and with passion, but also, you know, don't overthink. Try to get it, try to make it be natural and have it be fun and have it be, you know, exciting for people. So that's, that's really how we approached it. Like we would do a, a YouTube, uh, film, you know, short, but do it as a full piece and, you know, make it exciting with everything we have available to us. So cool. So cool. I, I love it. And, you know, yeah, that's, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine about the, uh, the whole festival um, scene. And, and a lot of people don't realize because they're not, it's not in their world. They're not exposed to this, you know, but a lot of people say, Oh yeah, this film that's coming out. I saw that it won a bunch of awards and whatnot. And I'm like, you understand that's an iceberg. What you're seeing, um, all these accolades, great. Uh, and those are all different festivals that they sent. They didn't just send the movie. Well, they sent the movie out to these places, 
But they also had to send a check along with the movie. You know, it's not free. Um, yeah. And just because exactly. you send a check doesn't mean you're getting in that festival or winning some award or whatnot, you know. And they don't send a check back if they're like, ah, eh, this isn't for us. Um, <laughs> you don't get that money back. And, you know, if somebody has listed on a, on, a, on a website or whatnot or on a flyer, you know, oh, we, we, we've got ten different festivals we're uh, acknowledged in. No, I don't know, but if it's like anything I've ever done, there's probably 20 more at a minimum festivals that you're not knowing about that they didn't yeah. get into, you know? It's and there's 20 more other checks that went out, you know? Um, submitting to festivals is a, a spendy thing, I would imagine. I've never done it, but it seems to me, you know, that it's not cheap. Yeah. No, it's a huge risk, no. and it's there's not much reward for that risk, which is funny, but you don't realize that until you've been doing it for some years. You're like, oh, this is a right. risk. Risk reward is not here. Your risk reward is much higher on doing an advertisement because, you know, you can guarantee it got in front of people and maybe a percentage of those people, even if it's only 5%, 2%, are going to be interested in that, and they can click right on it when it's available. I mean, so it's worldwide. Right. It's worldwide. You know, people are interested in these various things. YouTube is an incredible platform, just that in itself. Forget Instagram and Facebook, but they're there too. Um, so the risk-reward on festivals is just not there anymore. It doesn't make sense. And the amount of movies they're really letting in is almost a joke. But if you if you look at those movies, a lot of them are not necessarily ones you have heard of anyway. So you got to wonder what hole those people got into. Once they got into them, they didn't know what to do next. They still needed something like what we're doing um, in a lot right. of ways. So, you know, that's kind of what you – wind up realizing or they go with the distributor that doesn't care um that's you know that's another thing we hear about that a lot i mean luckily we haven't been really in that situation because you know various reasons we were experienced enough but that happens all the time 24 7 people just don't hear about it because nobody wants to talk about it um but right anyway that's the other side of things but yeah well it's interesting you know i'll tell you in our house um every month me and my wife uh go over the bill we go over the bills, you know, and we look at our budget and whatnot. And um, the first, whenever we, you know, oh, the economy's up or this or that, or, you know, uh, this, you know, gas is going to be four fifty a gallon or something. You know, we look at our budget and say, okay, um, well, if we're going to be paying that for this, we got to cut, you know, we got to swim back on this particular aspect of that. And one of the first things we look at, and I know that, you know, especially with our show here, people in the movie business um, and in the independent film business probably don't want to hear this. First thing we look about on cutting back are streaming sites, you know, because, you know, we're, we're, we're paying for 10 of them or something. You know, I don't know how many did, but, but a lot of them. And we're like, eh, do we really watch whatever, you know, discover whatever it is? And uh, no, we don't. You know, the show we were watching is over. I'm not interested. Let's, there's ten bucks there. Let's uh, or fifteen in some cases. Uh, swim it back there. I'll tell you though, what we never swim back on, and it's probably because I'm sure it's because of me more than my wife. It is YouTube. I pay that U premium because I use it daily, not just for film, yeah. but for also music and stuff. You know, people when we have bands on the show, they oh check out our work. Okay, I go to you. I don't open Spotify first. We I open YouTube. It's convenient. 
and yeah, uh, you know, and it's we watch a lot of we watch I watch a lot of film now on YouTube, and YouTube's right up there with all the rest of them too. You know, you can rent a movie from exactly. YouTube, not a problem. <laughs> you know, don't take your money. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. yes. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit MakingCancerHistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic.
That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Yeah, and so with your well, Noto Dome, people in India jumped on it, eh? You were saying? Yeah. Yeah. They, so, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> in India liked it. A lot of other places, I mean, before this, the whole conflict and everything, we were also in movie theaters in Russia. I mean, they also, they put us in there. Um, so we had a bunch of really nice international uh, play, right? I'm trying to think of what oh, yeah. else, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there was other territories, too. But, yeah, India, I feel like they did a lot of breakdowns of the movie, yeah. like what's happening here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. Well, nothing wrong with that, <laughs> you know? That's not yeah. Awesome. That's very cool. I have a I have a friend of mine that's a musician, and he got on – he did something, and he got on some list or something – and they start playing his, uh, he's a, a musician, pop musician, does pop songs, start playing his music at these big malls. They had these big malls in China. And um, the malls were playing it, like over the kind of their sound system or whatever. And, you know, he started, he found out about it because he started getting checks from this <laughs> company in China. You know, he's like, what the hell is this? Was it a mistake? I don't know anybody, you know, then tracked it down, found yeah. out. That's awesome. And you see that. I mean, YouTube is is allowing a lot of people, a lot of individuals to just break out. I mean, you know, if you want to go viral, viral, you could do it on YouTube in a heartbeat. Um, If you want to get a lot of views, you could definitely do that on, you know, YouTube. You could do pretty much anything to get your name out there, you know, on YouTube without any uh, really middlemen or any, you know, big companies supporting you. I mean, we, we see these. We see uh, uh, YouTubers now who started out with, like, maybe a couple hundred subscribers. Now they have millions. And you can only imagine, right. you know, what they're doing. So, I mean, it's it's really, uh, in, in a sense, leveled the playing field for a lot of, uh, you know, independent creators, yeah. which is great because, uh, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of my day on YouTube, and uh, I need to stay entertained. Yeah, and I mean, there's so much there. I mean, I ran a, I, I sort of ran, I guess, something more professional than it really was, but I, I did run or work on a YouTube channel for, I think it was about six years prior to us doing Film Valor. Maybe the biggest use was 600. You know, now we're in a place wow. where we can get easily, you know, um, 10,000, 20,000, 48,000, 50,000, you know, on a, on a, on a single video. Um, now we have 250,000 wow. worldwide views, and we have access to being able to do more because, uh, and we have about 3,000 subscribers. So we, you know, we've had so many view- videos over over 10, 20,000. Um, so we do that either with, and we also advertise the movies that way. So it's, uh, yeah, it's incredibly powerful. We've learned how to do it. We've honed it. The content is also better, obviously, as we grow as filmmakers, and um, it's it's just a great place. Again, it does even the playing field. It's a, it's a really nice way of saying saying that and really having our brand on there where people can see stuff. And also, when we release these movies like this movie, you know, I mean, this movie's going on to YouTube for free for people watching it uh, on Watch Movies Now. 
Um, and, you know, last mm-hmm. time I think we got 250,000 views just on that video with Watch Movies Now. Wow. And, you know, it's an advertisement. Yeah, and it's an advertisement-based thing. You know, you can send it to your friend. They can watch it. They maybe watch like three or four ads, but that's it. They can see all the work that <laughs> we've been doing for six months to two years, you know, whatever it is, basically for free uh, through YouTube. So we're happy to do that and get it out to people. And then it's also on Amazon, you know, for, for buying rent, and it's going to be on more probably to the – and, and the other ones as we go down the line. But, you know, it's going to be right there, and YouTube is a great partner for that as well. Well, the great thing is when, for the next one or the one down down the road, you've had these meetings. I'm, I'm sure you have as, as content creators where, you know, you take the meeting, and, and whether it be Zoom or in person or whatever, and the first thing they say, well, you know, uh, yeah, this is your proof of concept idea, but, you know, what's the track record? What's your engagement been? And most people say, eh, pretty good, you know, and uh, they're lying through their teeth. They, you know, they're BSing on the fly. You guys actually have something tangible and numbers that you can throw down in front of somebody and say, yeah, this is what we've done. And that gets people's yeah. attention, you know. Smart. No, you're right. Very, very smart. Yeah, it's been very good, and we've been very, um, you know, it was good that we headed into this when we did because we've now been doing it for, like, I think it's like four or five years. So it's become wow. the constant thing we've returned to, you know, if we're promoting a project, if we're doing this. I mean, it's such a great marketing base for our company, and it's the kind of thing that does take that long to really hone into. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're very proud of it. We're always, uh, you know, we're actually doing something else that's just going to release right to YouTube, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks, you know. So we're, we love working in that space and working in this space, and we love marrying them, too. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I tell you, I hear it all the time. Everybody starts doing a podcast or whatever. I, I had it in the art world the other day. I had a young kid, you know, messaging me on Facebook or something. He's like, well, you know, where can I get to the point you're at? And I'm like, dude, I went to school for six years, and then I started working 21 years ago. I said, you know, it takes a doctor eight years to become a doctor. I could do that several times in the amount of time I put into this, you know? I mean, there there ain't no shortcuts. (laughs) If there was, I wish I knew them. Um, But the, the reality is there are shortcuts. You just have to, it takes experience to recognize, hey, this is a better way to do something. And, exactly. Um, and then do it, you know, and then do it, implement it. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, you guys be selling YouTube uh, movies and, and courses on, you know, marketing independent stuff. I'm telling you, make a lot of money doing yeah, that. Exactly. We were actually invited to go. This is a weird thing, but it's a kind of a cool thing on a legitimate level, which is that we were actually invited to go to Sundance Film Festival. I think it was by, oh, I forgot the magazine, but it was a big magazine and entertainment. They said, we want to know how you're marketing indie stuff. And we said no at the time because we had too much going on. They wanted to sponsor the panel. But that's, yes, we've been recognized for that, which is great. You know, but again, it just was born from the idea of, hey, you know what, this is our content, let's brand this content out there as if we have a marketing team, you know what, we'll be the marketing team. And it's just been, you know, it's something that I guess at some point everybody realizes, but luckily we realized, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. When you start it, you know, it's going to be slow, but you're going to get, you're going to get what you want. 
Exactly. You know, you could go in the fast lane with it and, you know, and you might not get what you want, but if you want to really take the time and, you know, go through it, then you, you're going to get rewarded. You'll get there yeah. one step at a time. Yeah. And the steps add up. And yeah. it's worth it because, you know, it's, it's not it, – for us, it wasn't about, okay, here's this checkpoint that we see ahead of us. Once we get there, then we could just take a break. We just never set a checkpoint, and we just casually – well, not casually, but we just walked it, you know. We, we we took our time. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed whatever we saw along the way. We learned from mistakes. We we learned new tactics and techniques or whatnot. And so we never really said, okay, this is the checkpoint. We're just going down that road and and then recognizing them. Yeah. Yeah. As we turn back around, we say, you know, that was really effective. You know, let's do that, yeah. but then like this. You know. So yeah. Well, you know, and the interesting thing is, is you have to. Um, you know, there is this weird myth in, I don't know if it's just American mythology um, when it comes to, especially with movie, especially entertainment, I'll put, but definitely in movies, um, the, the idea of, of being discovered. Well, you know, I'm doing my thing and, and, you know, some Mr. Big will be in the audience and they'll see this and um, I don't have to put in all the work because they'll, they'll see this the genius that is me and whatever it is I'm doing and, and, and I'm on my way, you know, next thing I know, I'm, I'm going to parties and dating models, you know, and flying in jets. Um, yeah. There's this mythology of that. And I'll tell you something, everybody I've known, everybody to the person. Um, I, I have a, I have a, know somebody that was on uh, one of these reality um, uh, competition talent shows. Um, uh, rhymes with choice. Uh, you guys can figure it out. <laughs> and and she came in second place. Came in second place. Thought this. She was a country musician. Thought this was going to open all these doors and whatnot for. Her. And it did for for a, a month. And you know, to this day, she manages a, a very nice uh, venue. Um, you know, she manages the wait staff there in Nashville. And. So it wasn't this fast track, and it never is. There's never a fast track. Everybody I know, even in traditional film, uh, you know, uh, that have have made it big, the thing you don't hear about is all the work they do. <laughs> you know, nobody discovered yeah. them. They uh, put themselves in situations, and and you know maybe there was some luck involved, sure, but it was still a lot of work. Still a lot of work. Um, exactly. And yeah. you, you guys are, while everybody else is waiting for it to happen, you guys are making it happen. I'm very impressed with that, you know? Thank you. Thank you and very much. Thank you. Yeah. The proof's in the pudding. Your film's going to be out. This ain't the first one. It ain't going to be the last one. <laughs> you know? You guys are doing <laughs> That's it. That's right. You're living the dream. That's cool. Yeah. There's a lot Thank of people you. out there that are wishing they were doing what where they were at where you're at, you know. Yeah, and it's and, cool. And, and it's you're, you're yeah. doing it from Jersey. You're not even yeah. in L.A. <laughs> That's <You know>? right. <laughs> Possibly more effective from New Jersey, though. By the way, you know, because yeah, 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 we don't meet actors every time we go for coffee. Actually, yeah. everybody around here thinks right. it's cool. Yeah. So, you know, they're always like, oh, yeah. do you make a movie? Or or they just think we do. Every time we ask them or they say, oh, what do you do? We say, oh, we make films and movies. So, like, 
Oh, do you do pornos? Yeah, then that's, that's the second question. I don't know what it is with people, but they think that, oh, you're a filmmaker, you're doing, like, some porn. Yeah. And eventually, one day, right. I'm going to lie to them and tell them, yes. Yeah, that, you're right. That's, like, 50% of the other people. But they're yeah. still equally excited. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. They're equally excited. They just want to know, like, you know, how, you know. Yeah, how right. Far down their eyes light up, and they say they're equally excited. Dude, do you need a grip? My restaurant for free. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. For any scenes or shoot. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's weird. You know, when I lived in Southern California, I became friends, not from any plan or anything. It just kind of happened. Um, you know, I was a weirdo artist. I hung out with all these goth girls and whatnot. Turns out a lot of them, that's how they made their living. Um, we're doing adult films. And um, strictly through that, it was so weird. For about a few years there, I'd get emails from people I knew, and they're like, yeah, I saw your painting in this porno movie. You know, how did that happen? I'm like, I have. I guess they shot this at somebody's house. I don't know. But thanks for letting me know. Free advertising. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 They need to put the website on there. Come on. Um, yeah. I'm telling you. Well, you know. The cool thing, I was uh, talking to a, uh, a filmmaker, independent filmmaker friend of mine, and he was, uh, on his first film, he was trying to film in L.A., somewhere in greater L.A., and uh, there was a guy, a landscape guy, uh, cutting, the, uh, cutting somebody's lawn. And he kept going, he's like, yeah, he, he said he kept going over the same spot, cutting the same patch of grass over and over, until I figured out he wanted me to come over and give him $50 so he would stop. Well, I could get the shot. Wow. That's what yeah. you're dealing with oh, in well. filming in L.A., you know. And, yeah, uh, exactly. They're too cued in. If you can go under the radar, yeah. you're going to spend a lot less money. That's for sure. Yeah. You know? But if everyone knows you're making a movie. Oh, they'll, they'll go, yeah. And people knowing the protocol of making a movie is the worst thing a producer or director can deal with. There's absolutely no doubt. At, at, at people outside of the crew knowing the protocol, it's a horrible thing. <laughs> I am willing to bet in almost every movie that has, like, a city shot or whatever where you can't control yeah. any of the crowd, you will find at least one person staring straight at that camera. Yeah, and trying to screw it up maybe right. in most cases. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And, it, and yeah. It, it, it's amazing, though, because you could just be on one end of the street and you could just see them standing there like zombies looking at the camera and you're just looking at them saying, like, could you use your mind and like, assess that, oh, I'm looking straight into a camera while they're pointing it at someone. Right, exactly. I'm like, huh. Exactly. But, it, but, it, but you, what, what can or you do? stand out of the way. Get out of the yeah. shot. How about that? You know? New Jersey people oh, would man. do that, not L.A. people. <laughs> no, right. No. Right, you know, absolutely. We've had these conversations with people where, you know, they've had their house used in The Sopranos, and they want, like, $10,000 for two hours, you know what I mean? And it's, like, the kind of thing where it's like, okay, we've seen some of that. But that's easy to avoid because you just say, all right, we'll get this house for $200, you know what I mean? So it's easy. But, yeah, I mean, most of the time you don't encounter that. Most people are very positive towards you, or they're the porno people, but, you know, they're all still positive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I, I'm sure Airbnb has affected that a lot. People are like, oh, I can rent the house for some place for my actors to stay? Not for that. That's cool, you know. The Airbnb is good. Yeah. I mean, we, I we rarely to... had to do uh, 
Airbnbs or, you know, stayovers, but I'm sure the ones we did, I'm sure, like, the people were like, yeah, they're bringing all that film equipment into, <laughs> into one room. Yeah. And then they got all <laughs> these guys and girls going in there. Yeah. yeah. They're probably thinking. They got the duct tape and the tappers yeah. tape. What are they going to do? That's right. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine about, um, and, and he's my age and, and been making movies a long time, and we were talking about the, the rise of the drone, how drones have changed filmmaking. You know, before, you wanted that big aerial, sweeping aerial shot. Well, you better run a helicopter, you know, uh, and there goes your budget, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, yeah. Not anymore. Just on the insurance. Um, craziness. Now you got a guy, you got a kid with a drone come in, you pay him, you know, whatever. And if you don't even do it yourself, get your own drone. Have you it on the did show, do that for Yeah, our second film was had to do with nucle- a nuclear attack on basically just, you know, on civilians. And it was, it was such mm-hmm. a great way to get aerial shots. And it made it look like it was such a big movie that was done so for next to nothing. Um, so yeah, we've, we've been there and it, it just added such an incredible dimension when you were seeing it on a big screen. It was like, wow, this is dynamic. Right. I mean, no. there was no, he did it for us as a favor, really. And right. I, we didn't even pay for no, that. So. We didn't pay for it. No, yeah. yeah. I think he wanted to test his drone flight capabilities. And I was like, what are you doing right now? He's like, I'm checking for air traffic. I'm like, thank God we're not paying for this, you know, because that, well, right. that would be so expensive, it sounds like, you know, checking for air traffic. So, yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, you guys got it down, and it's so cool that, um, you know, and you're willing to try things, you know. Hey, maybe this, maybe you can save a buck, you know, doing it this way, you know. Or, hey, that didn't work. Well, now we know. We won't do it that yeah, way next exactly. time, you know. Yeah, we're not afraid That's to bail cool. Yeah, new stuff constantly. We're doing do a small video on an iPhone in 4K just to try that out. You know, we're always constantly trying to push further, you know, do it a better way. Can you imagine? Yeah. Work, work Can you imagine what if you that got? works? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my my first wife, my, my ex-father-in-law, this was many, 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 many years ago, over 20 years ago. He, um, he had been... I don't know. I think he worked on with a stunt crew or something. He wasn't one of the stunt men, but he was just part of that uh, crowd back in the day. And um, he had he was bitten by the bug. You know, he wanted to get into, and he was at a time in his life where he, he had some money. And um, I remember he bought all of this stuff off of eBay. I mean, it, it, but it was like thirty thousand dollars worth of um, film equipment that you know. Uh, was on tracks and stuff, you know, oh yeah, well you put the, the camera on the track here and you can, and I'm like, then it was all obsolete. You know, nobody had, nobody yeah. did that anymore. And, yeah. I, you know, it never, you know, I'm sure he passed on, uh, God rest his soul, um, with that equipment still, never used, I'm sure, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I remember he spent a bunch of money on it, a bunch of money on it. And, um, uh, yeah. You know, big booms I mean, yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, I think he had a crane. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, we we just recently realized that the iPhone is actually sort of a suitable B camera, you know, whether we're shooting with our movie. Actually, you know what? I'm just realizing we did use the iPhone in this movie um, for the, oh, one really? of the characters. Yeah, I mean, when um, uh, Jeff Ronan's character in Encounter Nightly, Adam's movie, when he's using his uh, – 
his device, that is an iPhone that we're shooting on there in 4K. So we actually did use it in wow. this movie. Um, you know, but it looks very similar. Uh, and we realized that it also can be done. You know, you're bringing up a dolly. We found, I got a, I got a device. I shouldn't even say the price of this thing. I got a device on sale for 20 bucks that is better than most steady cams mm. with the phone in 4K than any steady cam pretty much I have ever gotten in my life. Uh, I got an $800 That's amazing. not holding cancel to this thing. Yeah, it's an, it is unbelievable how good it is. So, you know, you just, That's, you know, you never know. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's, you know, I've seen that, I saw that advancement in the uh, in the music world with a lot of my DJ friends, you know. I used to know these yeah. apps, they, they, these guys and gals, they were, oh, we got a gig, we, you know, I got to schlep 12 milk crates of records around and stuff. Nobody does that anymore. They have a laptop, you know, or, or an iPad yeah. or something, and they... They show up to the club, and there you go. You know, you walk in, do your set, boom, you're out of there. Go to another club. <laughs> you know, make some more money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with film, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. The, the technology is crazy, you know. I remember yeah. I was alive, ladies and gentlemen. I remember my first digital camera I bought. It had the little hard disc that you, uh, you know, you had to buy a bunch of these discs, and you had to put the actual disc in there. I think it spent a 1000 maybe it was, it was a thousand bucks or twelve hundred bucks or something, and um, not nearly as good of pictures as my wife takes with her phone. You know, when I, when I need a paint, painting picture, a uh, photo of a painting, she uses her phone. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Oh yeah, it, it's amazing. Well, and it's just it's smart. You know, it's just smart, and you guys are. Utilizing all the, the techniques you can, I think that's very brilliant. <laughs> very when the dust settles, you guys are. And you know, let's face it, these streaming companies are going to want to. You know, eventually, they're going to want to deal with the people making this stuff, as opposed to the distributors. The, the, the age of the gatekeeper, the internet kind of killed that. I think niche gate, gatekeepers in certain markets and certain businesses will. Continue for a while, but it'll go away. It'll go away, and they'll they'll deal directly with you. <laughs> you know why not get better stuff? I think so. um, yeah, I, I think you know you know as filmmakers you know grow and you know go through that you know journey. I think that a lot of them are going to try to do it themselves, and in, in, in hopefully we, we see one of them or multiple multiple of them. Just really break out, and you know, just like something really, you know, you know, extravagant happens. You know, maybe a, a big movie that you know, you know, that just comes down. It's all independent, independently done, and you know, that's what we want to see is just you know, have the independent filmmaker, you know, come back on top, or you know, you know, back in, uh, you know, you know, back on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Look at, you know, look at Paranormal Activity. And um, crowdfunding, you know, that really revolutionized, in my opinion, the whole crowdfunding technique, you know, uh, game plan. Um, yeah. Suddenly we can get all these investors, you know, and they're not calling us. <laughs> you know, they're not going, when right. am I going to get yeah. my 20% return, you know? Um, well, yeah. I don't know. You know, there's a global pandemic happened. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> you know, things yeah. happen. And, um, no. You know, 
Uh, crazy, crazy. Well, it sounds amazing. And this, so this drops September 15th. We got so far afield, so I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, the name of the no, movie no, is How Dark. I just, I, I find kindred spirits, and I just, you know, I could talk, I could do a Joe Rogan three-hour podcast with you guys just talking about what <laughs> yeah, your, your business plan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it's, well, you know, the thing is, is I will take some of, I'm one of those people, I learned very early on, um, I'll see something that's working completely not in my business. Uh, you know, I remember going Donald's drive through when they started supersizing well, do you want to supersize that for a little more? You get this, you know, and I'm like, that's a smart idea. You know, how can we apply that in my merch store? You know, and so we did and, uh, and, and got great results from it. Um, so when you see something that works, like what you guys are doing, you know, I'm like, that's one of the first questions I, well, can we do that in my, what I'm doing? Oh, I have a nice yeah. couple ideas. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So this drops next. How dark they pray drops in a couple days. In a you know really like a week, right? Um, Ten days. Yeah. Uh, nine days. And um, I will be letting everybody know. I will be bugging everybody on all my social media platforms when it does. Um, I just want to say too. I uh, for some reason we didn't have the trailer posted for. Uh, how dark they pray on my website. That's going to change folks as soon. I just discovered that when I was setting up for the show, I'm like, Oh, the trailer's been out. Yeah. Put that on there, man. Um, I don't know if somebody dropped the ball, but we're getting it up there. So I will be posting the trailer for the film on all my social media as well as as soon as we finish up with the show here. So everybody can get an idea of what we're talking about, how cool the film is. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Now, With this out and this dropping, you guys got other stuff in the hopper, you know, behind this one? Yes. Uh, We have some stuff going on. Stuff going on right now. Um, Like we said, we're always building our platform Film Valor on YouTube. That's Film Valor on YouTube and also on on Instagram. So that's kind of the home of all things we are doing all the time. Uh, We're going to be having a second part to what we call our series, our Battle Royale series, which is based on – video games that are becoming a popular trend right now where, you know, all players are dropped into a battlefield at the same time, and it's become a really hot way to make video games. So we're making a live-action continuation of Battle Royale Part 1. It's a Star Wars Battle Royale, so, you know, people really like it, and it's a fun thing, so we're making the second part to that. Uh, To that video, lots of special effects, explosions, and things like that. Um, then we're also working on putting together a bunch of our short films into a release with a direct release through Amazon and other platforms probably in the next couple months um, because we have tons of them and people enjoy them. We want to get them maybe onto the, onto the major streams as well as YouTube. Um, and, yeah, we're always working on, you know, we have a couple more feature film projects that are always in the hopper, and we have, uh, we've begun work on those in the writing process and planning. Very cool. Well, I definitely want to get you guys back on um, prior to that Amazon release and whatnot, uh, because that sounds incredibly exciting to me. Uh, very, very cool. We're going to be putting those Film Valor links up on our uh, on, on all the stuff here, folks, the show pages, uh, the podcast page, all of that, the YouTube and Instagram links. Those links stay active um, when we convert this to a podcast. So if you're listening to this on iHeartRadio or um, uh, TuneIn or Spotify, any of those, 
you can just click right on that link and it gets you right there. And um, you can check out what's going on in the world of Adam and Jameson. Um, cool, cool stuff, guys. I'm so impressed with you guys. I'm so inspired by you guys, you know, seriously. Keep doing what Thank you're doing, you. man. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. We appreciate talking to people like you who are excited about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And how dark they praise a good movie. <laughs> I Thank got you. It. You know? We yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and here's the thing, too, because I know some, I have some friends that are like, oh, it's a period piece. Yeah, and it's done well. It's done well. The the costuming and whatnot, I don't know who was involved in it. Buy them a cup of coffee, guys, because they were right on point, you know. All looks yeah. great. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Just thought, just us, actually. But, yeah, <laughs> we, did, we worked on that really hard. It was difficult, but we did that. Thank you. Yes, thank nice. You. Nice. Well, very cool, guys. Hey, I know at the beginning of this, I said, hey, you good for 20 minutes or so? Here it is. It's been an hour and 15 or something. Um, I'm yeah. sorry for keeping you guys long. I hope it didn't mess you up. But no, thanks no, so much for coming on the show. Thanks Thank so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Anytime you guys want to come on, let me know. And we'll make it happen. There, it, you, you got know. it. Absolutely. And you don't have to make a movie for that to happen. You know, you guys have enough movies and enough stuff going on. We'll find something to talk about. Um, very, right. very cool. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to do it. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight, folks. Hey, tomorrow we have a special show tomorrow evening. Um, you know, we, we I was so glad we were able to nail this guest down. Um, our guest tomorrow. No, I'm kidding, folks. It, uh, I'm the guest tomorrow. It's what we call a Jamie-only show. We do it um, every few months. <laughs> Um, where I just give you an update on what's going on with the show and, and, and my business, you know, my art business and whatnot. So uh, tune in for that tomorrow if you're interested in that. Um, we will see you then. Again, How Dark They Pray drops September 15th. I want everybody out there to watch this. Adam and Jameson, you guys rock. You're so cool. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll see. Uh, we'll see everybody next time. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, remember, the world's weird if you're at a restaurant or something and it takes the waitress an extra couple beats to bring your coffee to you. Don't take it out on her. You know, just be cool. How about that? If everybody's cool, the world would be a better place. That's all I'm saying. Have a good one, everybody. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.